here we go. Oh, that's gonna be loud, isn't it? Let's find out. Cowbell for that. I couldn't hear it. I'm very upset. Cowbell. Welcome to Games Overboard, episode one. That feels awkward. Yeah. I wanted you to say danger. It's, it's our flagship okay, podcast. Okay. Please, please don't say flagship and overboard in the same general area. <laughs> I've seen Titanic. I know what happens. I feel like there's a rum joke in here somewhere. Hmm. We don't have any rum. Where's the rum gone? Oh my gosh, yeah. it actually works too. <laughs> Ta-da! I'll be here all night. So I'm PJ. Literally, I live here. Jack. I'm Shanna. <laughs> See, I love that you go from John to Jack, Jack to John. That's yeah. why I made sure to put in your bio, also called Jack. I think it's important just to mention that we're from New England, Jack and I. Well, yeah. Yes. Not you. Not me. Well, your ancestors are from the England, the original. Your father. Is ancestors. Ancestors. Technically, father. Is it you ancestor? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Your forebears. There we go. We'll go. We'll go total like Witcher. <laughs> oh, but we're boy. from New England, and it's a, actually this is an English thing too, an actual England, not New England. Um, if you're the second John in the family, you become Jack by default. You don't get called Johnny. No reason why. But even JFK was called Jack Kennedy, yep, which got true. confusing when he married Jackie Kennedy. You know, yeah. lots of Jacks in that family. But we have an Uncle Johnny, so we have a, a Jack John. I, I want to say for the record, I was being good. I I was not going to make the mind-blowing joke when you mentioned K- JFK. Uh, That's why I made sure to put down inappropriate jokes under your bio. That's true. <laughs> he won't be here all night. <laughs> mind-blowing information, that. Oh, gosh. Anywho. Okay, so uh, today we are talking about... Probably our favorite game, even though it's not, like, the best game, but it's probably our favorite game to play. I disagree. It is the best game of all board games. <laughs> and that is Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yes, it's my favorite <laughs> Namely, second time. edition is the one that we play the most. We haven't bought third edition yet. What's We're about halfway edition? through Legacy. It's the new one that just came out, like, oh, a I couple posted months it, ago. Yeah. yeah, I posted Facebook. Yeah. Um, that's a good Christmas present. We also have Scooby-Doo, but we haven't played that one yet. Let's not talk about the Scooby-Doo. That's for the children. True. And I hear it's kind of garbage. Yes. hundred percent is. Fair. Uh, but, um, so the way Betrayal works, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a pretty old game at this point, uh, but you explore a haunted house together. Yeah, it's it's explore and role-playing at the same time. Yeah, you're moving, you're flipping tiles around, um... Role play. Shanna role plays when she plays. So. Oh, I, you're supposed to. <laughs> um, and uh, you're flipping tiles around, reacting to things that happen in the house. Um, almost working as a team, like you can share you're items and things like that. You're supposed to work as a team. Yeah. And eventually you find... Like, the a, haunt. Yeah, you trigger the haunt. You find some kind of haunted artifact, and it ties into where you are. So if you find a book in the kitchen, then you find those two like where they match up on a table and that will tell you what kind of haunt has just been triggered or as the text says it is when the house's terrible nature is revealed Ooh. but sometimes like 
it's you. You're the terrible one who's lured everyone into the house <laughs> and stuff like that. Still, the house is terrible nature. You're a part of the sure. house. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and... Uh, and your, your, your goal, really, for the first part of the game before the haunt is to make your character as powerful as possible. Yeah. So you can hopefully, you know, live through the haunt. Yeah, you need to find items like, and build, build your, your stats strength. up. Yep. And uh, also reveal as much of the map as possible. Yes. 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 And um, then when the haunt starts, it's everyone versus one person. Person usually. Sometimes. Yeah. Usually, uh, there yeah. are a couple where you have to work cooperatively. Um, sometimes it's teams, like two on two or something yeah. like that, which yeah. is less. Or it's you as a group against the house. Yep. There are fifty yeah. different haunts in the main game, which is awesome. And then there's an expansion where adds fifty more. It's great. It is great. <laughs> Um, I do want to point out too that when like for people who aren't used to tile and like board building games, you start off with just the three base pieces. So you have the foyer, which is the longest of all the pieces. Then you have the landing for the upper story. If you get the expansion, there's even more. And then there's the basement landing. Yep. So you start with just those three tiles, and then you flip over tiles, which is lots of fun to do. Yeah. I equate it to like when I like a kid in the '80s or '90s, we had those really cool like um, little square puzzles, and you would like try to match the puzzle pieces. Yeah, yeah. That was it called, like six square or like nine square. There was that nine, nine square. Yeah, thing. or squiggles. Maybe they're called squiggles. Puzzle, Maybe. puzzle squiggles. Yeah, puzzle squares. Squiggles. I was right. Puzzle squares. I'm a gifted teacher, but they're called squiggles. I have them in my classroom. But it makes me think of that because yeah. you're putting it together kind of like a puzzle piece, like the mm -hmm. squiggles out there. Um, but yeah, I literally taught this game in 15 minutes to my students today at my tabletop club that I run, and they had a great time. Like. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but like the game can be pretty unbalanced, and we both uh, <laughs> both games oh, we had yeah. two games running simultaneously at two different groups, and both games were pretty bad, <laughs> but they still had a great time, and they like could see the potential that this game has for some of its other haunts. I think your first run through is always like kind of wonky. I think you, you should just yeah, enjoy we'll get the to board that too, game when the we, first time when yeah. we talk about um, stuff that didn't work. Uh, right now, let's talk about components. So like they're the that we got the plastic figures that are pre-painted. Yeah. yeah. I think they're really good pieces, too. Yeah, for what is essentially mass-produced, mm -hmm. it's they're very good painting. Have I seen better paint jobs? Yes, but those are people spending 30 hours on a single mini. But I feel yeah. like that's the the charm of them, because it's supposed to be kind of creepy. Like, that little yeah, girl like, doll. Oh, yeah. Holding Whoa. that little teddy bear thing. Mm -mm. They, they look she terrible. Lo she looked like she haunted right there, yeah. I'm going to say. Um, that's actually, like, this game gets a lot of hate for its minis, because they're, like, yeah. mel melty, you know? Like, yeah. you can bend their arms and stuff. They're not sturdy. See, I, um, I, I thought that was, like, part of the... It fits, part of the charm, it yeah. It fits that kind of creepy... Um, aspect and that grade B feel too because it's a grade B hard oh, movie, absolutely. you know. Yeah. So. Well, it takes all the hard well, movies and puts was, them together. Oh, all yeah. tropes. I compare it to like other mini based games again. Ha I've seen the gamut, it's something like Warhammer or Warhammer 40k. Mm -hmm. You can see the gamut where someone paints their own armies. Some armies I've seen look worse than the minis from oh, House yeah. on Haunted. <laughs> it, you can literally just like it looks like they just straight dipped their people in a color their minis in a single color and added a little bit of detail not well other people spend you know 30 hours on a single mini mm -hmm. and it looks like a piece of art yeah for something where it's already pre-done for you Tally, it's pre-done yeah at at jacquard <laughs> yeah because i've seen also some other games that have pre-done pre-painted mm -hmm. minis and again it varies wildly between good and not so good. So this one is, I'd say, fairly middling. Yeah. The 
they are a, of a cheaper plastic, so there's a little bit of bend and give, but that's actually kind of a good See, thing. that works out when you saw, you mentioned me role-playing. Yeah. Uh, we got some stories later, but my favorite role-playing, and you got to be able to bend your arms a little bit for those role-play parts. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like, I, I just think it's helpful. Because they've got a little bit of bend, they're actually pretty durable, honestly. I don't yes, think we've broken there's one There's no yet. fear of them breaking because you we, drop on the floor i've had snap. a couple mansions of madness <laughs> mm-hmm. minis snap because you know we just you know they're in a bag like they're all in a bag together yeah. and we just plop the bag down on the table and then one of their arms snaps <laughs> there off. goes the legs yeah, <laughs> yeah so that is one good thing about the wobbliness of these yeah, minis how about the, the like the, the tiles themselves that's what i was gonna say next is the art on the tile is actually pretty good it's, mm-hmm. it's got some very good detail mm-hmm. some of it's a little bit weird some of it's exactly what you'd expect no i love it i because like i'm that horror and fantasy person like that's my favorite genre to teach i'm teaching in my classroom so for me like i think it fits it hits at all of those different tropes and the aspects that you look for Mm -hmm. in a scary story Mm -hmm. the setting is obviously the most important part when you're creating a scary story yeah so every time you build your your haunted house for this game it's going to look different because the tiles you're grabbing randomly you know Mm -hmm. so that act of randomness makes it even better and the crazy like paintings on there, like the blood splatters and whatever, they're just so true. And I just I think it's so great because there are so many different stories that you can elicit again if you're role playing with this game. Yeah. So that's just a personal thing for me. Yeah, I like especially that. if you study like the yeah. art in the room, like what why is this thing in the corner here? <laughs> I, I was gonna say mine wasn't really meant as a criticism, it's meant as a very direct thing. It's like they're very well detailed. Again, you're not gonna see a room that you weren't expecting. You're gonna see things like Oh, this is the coal chute. This is what you literally, <laughs> this is an old fashioned coal chute of my house. It looks exactly like that. Here's oh, a creepy hallway. Here's a, creepy, <laughs> here's a kitchen. Here's a study that looks like eight people are probably murdered here. Yeah. <laughs> then of course there's a gym. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay fit. Yeah. And then because it is like, you know, it, it plays off all of these different scary and like fantastical novels, short stories, movies, you name it. You have things like what I, we call the Wonkavator. Yep. So you have the, the, that mystical the mystic elevator, elevator yeah. <laughs> which is great because it's like, oh, that's hilarious. We've seen yeah. that in lots of things. What I would always, I don't know if I, we've never come across it or just isn't in this one. They missed a real, real good thing to have a... Uh, Basically, like a cask of Amontillado style basement where there's just like a wall that it's just like where it's not another room. It's just a little alcove where the oh, body. And no, they have that. And is it in the expansion? One of there's the, a no, basement one. one. Of the, well, one of the event cards has like if you roll over a certain number, yeah. you find an alcove where there's like a hidden item. Yeah. But, but d- not like a in, body or In the anything. basement tiles, there is one where it's the you have your square tile. Oh, it's yeah. two rooms in there's one. There's an extra yeah. room. And so you have to like break the way through this like door yeah. and most times we can't yeah <laughs> yes. that's right so there is that cask of amontillado like you know reference yeah. and a lot of the basement tiles you'll see like casks in the corner or you yeah. are like you know the somewhere ba- you in... don't want to be in the basement because all kinds of terrible things no the catacombs are down there, there. yeah there's pe- the pentagram room you know it's just the things you would always have in a basement i don't know yeah as we sit in ours right now i don't see the oh. pentagram room but you know well, I mean, that's for a different podcast. I was gonna say that that's for a different podcast. That's a different podcast. We, we finished all those actually. Oh, They're all yeah. done. Yes. Um, so just a shout out to the Wellhouse Exorcism. You should listen to those. Also on GamesOverboard.com. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, but a little, a little thing in there. A little, little plug. A little yeah. thing, yeah. Yep. Um, but the tiles themselves, I think they're very sturdy. 
Yes. We've, we've played this game a bajillion times. <laughs> um, my, the initial board game that we have, the original one that we bought, I've taken it into my classroom a bunch of times. You have. I've taken it on field trips with my students when they want to mm-hmm. like relax and play a, a game because it does play six characters easily, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and then kids want to watch. So you have like six playing and like six more just watching and laughing over the whole thing. Um, so I just, and even like the, the newer versions, the Widow's Peak version that you add in, um, I think like that, not Widow's Peak, Widow's Walk. Widow's Walk, yeah. That one is also amazing. And the I think the artwork got better. I think the colors changed a little bit, maybe for the pastel. like. Yeah, it's usually yeah. when there there's an expansion, they don't have access to the same printing press. And so yeah. the colors don't perfectly match up. Yeah, so there's that. Like, that's my, I like the original board game set. It, all the colors are, like, really, I think, aesthetically pleasing for a scary story. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the, it's very muted. They're very... Dingy looking. Dingy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> But the new one that's more like I'd say there's more like hot colors and they're like you know hot pinks and there's also like some more pastel. It looks more colors. mansions of madness where it yeah. looks more like art, <clears throat> yeah. you know, unless mm-hmm. you know dingy. Not all, all of them, that. but many of them yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so, but I think that I mean those pieces have withstood eighth graders <laughs> and even younger with our kids. So I just feel like. You're getting your your money's worth if you buy this game yeah, for the yeah. tiles and the, the little people. I do wish the tiles had some kind of texturing to them because, like, it's literally just cardboard with, like, paper on it, you know, yeah. like, colored paper. Where, like... I don't think they would stack the, easily, The though. D&D Adventure game that we have, like, the tiles have this really nice, like, velvety feel to them, this texture to them. Yeah, um, they used, like, a, some sort of, like, overprinting on it. Yeah. It's, again, it's, it's very... It's so bougie. I am. I was <laughs> gonna say, but also games are a tactile experience, and I want that. You know? I was gonna say, but also remember, I mean, house is what like. I I haven't seen the most recent price for Gen uh, about thirty bucks. Yeah. I was gonna say, whereas the D and D ones for far fewer pizza they retail for like seventy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has more minis because it has a lot more monsters, but it's it's markedly more expensive mm-hmm. for what is functionally. More minis, less tiles, and a much smaller for like, sure. See, so yeah, as a book. mother and as a cleaner of the house, I think if there's velvety texture, it's gonna get cat hair on it. See, it's not like it's not velvety though. It just kind of has that smooth texture to it. it, it you're it, not it, you're not winning me over to this. You're explaining <laughs> it terribly. Anyway, the other <laughs> this key, game is perfect. You can't. Um, <laughs> the other key component would be the cards. I, and I was just gonna start talking about like because I love the texturing of the cards. Like yes. they have this latexy feel and a the, cardstock feel. I would yeah. say a yeah, really nice and, printed um, cardstock. Like a really, they feel like really good. Like the high end, like playing cards, like that. Yeah, it's. It's not like really. The back of the card has this. It's it's textured yeah, feel to it's it. It's kind of like that anti-liquid like coating that they use in like casinos. Yeah. That kind of feel where it's like it's designed to be durable. Well, that, moving on to the and cards, I love the shape then. too. How they're like a narrow like they're tarot thin, card. Like, yeah. It's like half of a tarot card uh, cut lengthwise, which yeah. is really cool. Not the not the shape of a playing card at all. Which yeah. I yeah. like. But um, the, the just kind of like go into that section then. I like that pretty much all the tiles, when you're flipping them over when you're playing the game, I like that almost every one of those tiles forces you to take an omen card. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like, like an very, event card. Very few that don't have a yeah. symbol on them. Yeah. So I like that there's always that like fear. Like if I go in this room, am I going to be attacked by Chucky? Possibly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> or the one where you just suddenly, you know, black out and show up somewhere else. That's yeah. fun too. Oh yeah. Uh, 
that that can really or mess there are corpses you know that are like here take this you might need it thank you go back in your coffin like i love those <laughs> <laughs> so um let's see uh last thing about to or components are the tokens because there are a lot of tokens in this there game. Are, there are a lot of there, tokens. There are the pentagonal ones. There are the triangular ones. There are the hexagonal ones. There are the colored monster ones. Uh, then there are the circular monster oh, just ones. Just your pentagonal stat board. Then there's your stat Can board, Can I discuss too. that? I don't. I actually do not like the stat board. They got. <laughs> they made it better when we got to the legacy game. Is that where it feels better? Yeah. yeah. The initial board game we have, like, the you have these cute little coffins that you attach onto your stats. So I like that idea and how you can move back and forth. Yeah. But they don't they weren't staying on very well. They would no. fall off too easily. So that was my only complaint. I love the idea, the yeah. concept. I love that there's coffins instead of little arrows. <laughs> it's just the, the fact adorable. that they had to make upgrade packs just for those little arrow trackers yeah. is saying it something. I think this it would have been more expensive for them, but I think what would have been a better solution is if they made that strip where it has your uh stat numbers a little bit bigger. And actually have like indent cuts so that way you have basically something that slides over and can't move. Yeah. Something that slides or I was even thinking like you could even keep that pentagonal shape for your stats. Mm -hmm. But then each um, corner or each side would be like a little dial that you turn, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But then I, the dial could get knocked, so it'd have to be like a pretty sturdy I just dial. like that the, uh, the, the stat bars like... They follow all of the stereotypes you see, like oh, in yeah. movies. Some of people are naturally smarter than others. Other guys are really strong but really stupid. I love it. It's uh -huh. just, and his name is his name is Ox Furries, and he's strong yeah. as an ox, but he's dumb as one too. I <laughs> want to talk about that when we get into what went, what works what, what, for the game. Uh, the other thing about that is, um, this is like a component slash play thing. I, it makes a lot of sense how they've done it, where each character mini and each um pentagonal stat card stat, stat card. card that's the word um it's well the, the stat card is double-sided so each mini represents two different characters yeah. that you can choose between possibility of 12 people total yeah right? yeah but the thing is is when you pick a mini even if you flip that thing the two characters aren't that much different from each other mm -hmm. it's not like you know from one mini to another, they're wildly different. But when you pick the actual mini, they're pretty, very well, it similar. Well, like it's like Flash is super fast and then Ox is super strong. So, like, they're different. Yeah, they're different. both the same guy, but they're both physical. You know? Yeah, they're yeah, both yeah. Very, and that's what he's getting. You have Madame yeah. Zostra. Like, I usually end up choosing her. Um, yeah. But her character, the, the flip side, is very similar, yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been that thing. Is like I, I want a pentagonal stat board for the dog. I want to be the dog. <laughs> and that oh, dog's gonna win that, that dog has dog armor that's stronger yeah, that's right. than plot yeah. armor exactly but, but I guess my thing is like it's possum it's possible that there's a fan made one out there well there's also that one that you, print, you 3D you know. printed a couple dogs from me already no I mean a stat card I bet, oh, I bet you someone uh, made a fan oh, you know, like a stat card for but a dog I guess my thing is like I like is, that concept but at the same point as if you're playing with five friends, five other people, mm. if you're, it depends on what other people pick, you might end up with a character archetype that is really not fitting your play style. Whereas if there was a little bit bigger difference between front and back of that card, you could, you could 
theoretically pick just about any character and get someone that's close to your play style. Because and if you're being nice, like, yeah, sure, you can pick the characters first because you've never played before. You get stuck with, like, the little kids and you're like, yeah. dang it, I don't want to be the creepy yeah. little yeah. boy in the green. Or even stupid. something like Dune Imperium or Spirit Island where yeah. it only has a max of four people, but there are, like, ten characters you can yeah. pick from and they're all because wildly different. You can find, you know... <laughs> You can find the matching one that fits your style. Yeah, and everything. Because if I've learned anything from that game, is I've tried to play Ox or Flash before, and the very physical ones in that game, I don't do well. <laughs> Give me a character that has high sanity and high intelligence, and I am good. I might not be able to walk, and I might cripple myself, but I know it's going <laughs> to happen. I still think. Yes. <laughs> oh, just just wait until what happened to me today in Tabletop Club when we get to that. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, back to all the tokens. So, back, yeah. so we discussed yes, the, the, the pentagonal cards. Yes. Like, obviously, there is an issue there. Mm-hmm. I found all the little doohickeys, as I'm going to say here, for people who are like me, <laughs> to be very overwhelming at first. There's a lot of things. Yes. There's a lot of tokens, a lot of different things you're supposed to put down. And then, depending on the haunt, you're like, what the heck? I'm going to have this tracker thing out now, too? Like, there's a lot of hardware that goes into this game. Yeah. Um... I'd say that depending on the haunt, like, there's not... Oh, yeah. Usually not, you know, well, actually always not all of it will be used. And usually it's a small amount. Um, Same with Gloomhaven, which is one of the biggest games I've ever seen. It's a 23-ish pound box, but... Yeah. And so people are very intimidated by by it, but really all you ever use is a handful of cards for the whole game. I think you get used to it too. Like again, the yeah. more you play this game, the easier it is to grab those item tokens yep. mm-hmm. versus what, you know, the, the But do you wish like there tokens. was art on them? Like, cause a lot of them are just like key yeah. or lock. See, you know, it's just a black tile with a word on it. I know why it's, so that way they're multi-use. Exactly. Like, yeah, you can't like get the gun token. It's like, okay, well <laughs> there's a bajillion item tokens. Let me find the gun. Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. I think just item one, item two is fine. Yeah. And the small monster versus like large monster. Like, I think mm-hmm. it makes, to me it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It just, makes sense. It's just that it's just like. It, it, it takes some, as Shana said, role playing. Yes. Takes, takes a well, bit more Well, the best people can sit around the table with only paper in front of them and make the best D&D campaigns happen. That's so right. you can have random item tokens and make a fantastic game happen. Yep. Shout yeah. out to Dangers and Dice. You know that. We're tossing on all of our stuff <laughs> yeah. here. I was going to say from that thing, is it, it does take a certain level of imagination. So, And if you're well steeped in especially like horror and science fiction, and when I say science fiction, I don't mean like I mean more like H.G. Well, yeah, Wells or that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you will just immediately kind of mentally just switch from, oh, you know, that instead of monster one, that is, you know, this monster yep. or that creature. This is a zombie coming at me. Yes, <laughs> which is actually quite nice because it's, it's, it's more a mental bit. And I understand, like, you know, that being said, the tokens are just simple. Yep. Which, again, makes sense from a, you know, multi-use standpoint. But I meant from an actual, like, build standpoint, I wouldn't exactly say they're the highest quality. They're passable. They're serviceable. Serviceable. Yeah. If if this was something where you had a 3D printer and, uh, you know, a lot of time and you were playing a lot of this, you could probably 3D print better ones. Yeah. But that being said, that's going to be expensive and a lot of space. Well, and I think as a parent, we got kids. They spill crap all the time. Yes. And guess what? <laughs> we still have these tokens. They we throw do. them all over that the freaking dining room. We find them five years later underneath in the corners. Yes. It's still fantastically looking. So, so. true. <laughs> so, so true. It's a win so for me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's take a break because we 
mostly have been like I'm playing devil's advocate for a lot of it, but um, now let's all just get out of the you know, like uh, the positive side and let's say what didn't work, and then we'll talk about what did work and what works for us. So what does not work? In I have this a good. Game? I have a good con. I. I mean, there's an easy one. I, I was gonna say, mine is a double-ended thing, double-sided thing here. One, because how the haunt appears can be so very, not random, but kind of random. This whole like, there's so many different things that go into being the haunt. Where you are, what's around you, that kind of stuff. That means because there are so many haunts and so many different authors of the haunts, some of them are amazing. Some of them are just bad they're boring they're either boring so horribly horribly unbalanced to one side or the other there have been times when we've like oh we're not gonna do this hunt let's pretend that we did the not chess roll game. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um some of them like some of them have like this really cool like writing attached to it like there's this really cool story others are like it's barely a sentence and it's just like do this now why another one's like <laughs> it's giving you like a almost a page of like this really cool deep backstory and you can tell there must be like multiple writers there are there yeah. are yeah. Yeah. there's it's so like, many look at this gorgeous story look at this crap oh, okay and there's actually some mm, relatively famous mm. in that and being quotes names some of them are more infamous in different groups but there are a lot of different people that put in stories and some of them are really good some of them are really crap so this is one of those games where don't make your first or second playthrough your entire opinion of this game. Yeah. Play it, you have to play it several times because if you play three or four times, you're going to get one of, you're almost likely to get one of the amazing haunts. But you're also likely to get one of the haunts that says, <laughs> can we just restart the game from beginning? I hate mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, and especially if you're playing with people that you know are more experienced in the game than you they might have come across one of the haunts because there are some that are easier to get to i yes. feel also some that are infamous when you see certain things come up again the chessboard we're not doing that ever <laughs> yeah. oh gee i i may I succeeded the haunt roll we don't need to yeah. nothing triggered yeah <laughs> moving on yay all right so first con is if you're looking for a short game this is not it oh no um, some of these can take, like, they can be super short. It can be short. Like, it, yeah. we've had games in we under can. 45 minutes. Yeah, but you're looking like you should plan a 45-minute game, I think, minimum. Minimum. Like, when I'm playing it, I know it's going to be longer than half an hour. So yeah. I tell my students, if you want to play this, you're going to the beginning of the period, and you're going to go until lunch. Like, it's going to take you 50-plus minutes. Yep. My second con is that some of the haunts can be so convoluted and then, you know, what we haven't mentioned is when you actually become the traitor, you have to go to a different room with your traitor's tomb <laughs> and read that. And you're by yourself going, what the heck mm -hmm. is this? And you have no one to ask for help, except for Google, maybe. Unless you have someone who comes from the good side and says, oh, I won't tell anybody what your paperwork says. Yep. And the rules for those can be so confusing. Mm -hmm. And depending on how you read it, I feel like you might think that you're all powerful and you're really not. Maybe you do it wrong. So I feel like my complaint is that when you become the traitor, you can't talk with your peers as to what the heck any of this means. Yeah. You know? That's, um, if no one else mentions the rule book, that was yeah. what I was going to say. Yes. It's like, uh, it's... It's so un imbalanced. There in can parts. be yes. very complex rules. And, yeah. yeah. 
Um, they did fix one of the biggest rules was how the haunt is triggered. Because um, the original rules were you rolled six dice. So if an omen card comes out, you rolled six dice. And if the number that you roll is less than the number of cards on the table, the haunt is triggered. There's a possibility on your first roll to roll zero. Yeah. Which is less than that one card on the table. And so, they can roll a zero because the die are trick dice. There yeah, are yeah. zeros, ones, and twos only. Yep. Yep. On the dice. So you can't get up to it. Like, there's no Yeah, six. and the dice have, I think, two zero sides on each yeah. die. Um, so, it's you know, I mean, we, we have on several occasions rolled zeros. So they fixed that rule in the expansion mm-hmm. and all every Betrayal game after that. Um, where you just, uh, you roll as many dice as there are cards... And if you hit a six or higher, then it triggers. Yeah. So minimum, you need three omen cards yep. before the haunt triggers, yep. which is a lot better. Uh, <laughs> but even today, like um, with the imbalancing of the unbalanced nature of it all, yeah. um, uh, my character, I played Flash, <laughs> and <laughs> I just kept getting hit with all these negative event cards. I had one sanity point. Yep. By the time the haunt triggered. And, and the thing is, you can't die before the haunt. Right. Which so is I just, good. I just sat there right above death. And then the haunt triggers, and my student walks up to me and goes, Oh, yeah, I'm an alien, and I'm going to attack you with sanity and take over your mind. I'm like, I have one sanity. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> choice. I am very proud of you. Now I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so I immediately lost the game. Um, but... At the very least, like, by the time the haunt triggers, you only have, like, 15 minutes of the game left, which is nice. So it's fun to watch that climactic battle go on. But then, on like, with the bad rulebook... I w- so when I died, I went over to the other game to see how they were doing, because their haunt had just triggered. Yeah. And the house had turned into a giant tree. Oh, that one. And in order to defeat the, the tree, you had to chop out the ground floor and destroy it. And it said to do that, you would make a might roll against the room, whatever room you're in, in the ground floor. And if you beat the room, then you'd flip it over. And if the upper stories ever outnumbered the lower stories, then the tree would fall. Okay. Problem is, they never said what number you needed to beat to destroy a room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's confusing. <laughs> so, yeah. we're like, we're, we scoured both rule books, the traitors and the, the survivors. Neither of them had a stat bar for it. They had a stat bar for some squirrels, and we're like, <laughs> yeah, and we're like, what do the squirrels even do? Like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, you know what? The rooms have a might of three. So the rooms will roll three, defend against, you know, your yeah. might attack, and if you beat it, you destroy the room. And, but it, it's things like that, where you just have to, you have to fudge a lot of numbers all the time. The uh-huh. very first game we ever played, I became the traitor, and I became a swarm of fire bats. Oh, and remember that, that story. Yeah. and uh, my sister Jen was in the room at that time and she's like wait does that mean you just like automatically attack me like right now I'm like how about we just say you left the like you ran in fear to the next room and she's yeah. like okay so like we moved her to the adjacent room mm-hmm. just so she wouldn't, wouldn't die before she even had a turn to defend herself yeah so you know there's a lot of kind of house ruling the game and mm-hmm. fixing the game which I, I think it's why it's one of those games that definitely had, like, additions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And have you heard what they said? Of, like, is there a lot of a 
rules updates for edition three then yeah um they follow a lot of what legacy did which was they color-coded things like there are secondary objectives which are one color and there's the mm. main objective you have to do which is a different color and mm. so and it's you know it's in very easy to follow paragraphs like first do this okay. then move on to this you know because like i said it's definitely one of those games that it either a they do need to update editions or periodically when there's ever an issue that comes up it should be a bit like D&D where they have um, the people who will, like, say, oh, this is what the actual ruling is supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not a reprint, this is how we suggest it should run. Yeah. Kind of a thing. They probably do that on Twitter or something. A, the, um, there's a site called Board Game Geek, <laughs> yeah. and they will post rule fixes to that. Okay. And so, like, yeah. new official rule books will be posted as, like, PDF files that you download. Yep. Ah, yeah. um, I don't know if they have any for Betrayal. I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to say that, like, well, even with all that, it's, again, if you're working with the right group of people, mm-hmm. you were all just pretty chill, like, yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead and make it that. We're like, yeah, I think it's a good party game. Yeah. And yes. I think that in terms of, like, you know, because obviously there are cons this. I'm just, again, oh, yeah. playing, I, I love board games. So I'm going to be the positive <laughs> person here. I, it's true. I love this game. <laughs> it's a great game. Like, we all love this game. Yeah. But um, e- even with that being said, I just feel like, even with those mistakes, it it has such a cool concept in place, and there's something for everybody in it. So, like, if you know even a couple of scary movies, oh, you're yeah. going to get all the references. Because mm-hmm. they don't use the words, but there is a ring in uh-huh. this. There is a mask in this. Like, there is a, oh, yeah. an evil doll that will jump out and stab you with a knife like without even using the words you know what it is yep. and so i think it's for anybody like anyone who loves horror or fantasy yeah. there's mm-hmm. something in here for you and even if you haven't seen the movies like they're all part of like the cultural zeitgeist like yeah. our yeah. our nine-year-old children you know like child and our 11 year old one like who have never seen chucky they might have seen pictures of it but like you know, if we said, a like, a haunted country. doll jumps off the shelf and attacks you, like, they would know, like, oh, that's supposed to be Chucky, you know? Yeah. Or they might say Annabelle. No, but close enough. <laughs> I was going to say, there, there's a couple. of, But the other the other big con with this game is your mileage will change drastically on who you're playing with. Yeah. Um, If you have a, a group of friends who are really chill with each other and kind of accept each other's stranger proclivities, you'll have a better time. Now, if you're playing with people that you're not super familiar with, there are far better games to break the ice. This is not a game for a serious player either. This is that for is, fun. Yeah. Like, this is like, get yourself a glass of wine, get some yep. beer, get your tea, get your snacks and enjoy it. And Actually, giggle. that's, yeah, they're called beer and pretzels games. Yeah, this I, is definitely this what it is. This is definitely a beer and And I was going to say, it also, even though the rules are insanely complex... If you are, let's call it what it is, a little bit hammered, it's still easy <laughs> enough to keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, your your mileage will very much vary on a lot of factors that you yourself can't control. What haunt you get is a big one. Who you're playing with can also be a big one. This is, and it's also a game that while it encourages a certain level of table talk, at a certain point, even before the haunt triggers, you're going to be doing stuff that's maybe not beneficial for everyone else or might actively detrimental to them if you think it's going to help you later. So you have to have a group of people who understands each other enough to say, okay, this person is going to absolutely screw us all over, (laughs) but 
it's just who they are and it's what we're going to expect from well, this game. Well, I feel like every time you play, your character changes because, like yes. you said, your sanity is, like, down really low. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. sometimes I've sometimes never had that happen Your before. intelligence can be super like, oh, my person's just dumb today. Like, so you can make <laughs> jokes out of it. And I think, you know, sometimes when you have a longer board game, people lose interest, especially those yeah. more serious people. And they might go off and they might, like, you know, not pay attention to the board yeah. but pretty much every title flip over tells you to either flip over uh, get an omen card or yep. get an item card or get an event card and everybody wants to hear the event because it yeah. might hurt them yeah. <laughs> you know oh, especially and, in the expansion where it's like if you're near a window or outside <laughs> yeah. this affects the player to your right or the player in this room and so i think it keeps everyone invested because yes. they don't want to get attacked by a chucky <laughs> off oh, yeah. of a shelf that you is know? definitely in design this game is very much really well designed even if it takes i was gonna say the average is about an hour for yeah a game. i yeah. nothing less than 45 minutes i yeah. i'd say and um, this is a good segue into what works best so jack yeah. take it away <laughs> okay um yeah you're you're gonna have a wildly if you have a short haunt and an early trigger it might be a 30 minute game don't tr don't trust that but play a second time exactly <laughs> your likelihood is probably gonna be closer to an hour give or take yeah what works so very well is that you can you can play this game four times. Well, maybe if you have enough time to play it four times in a night, more we've, power. To we've gotten close. We've done two or three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, and that's what we sacrifice an entire day. Yep. Uh, Once someone plays, like, let's play it again. Exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is exactly. very addictive. A game. It's it is an amazing game for. I want to play it again. Whereas other board games, say, a, a good example is another game that has a certain level of randomness, like something like Risk. Where, uh, I know you don't like Risk, I do, <laughs> but even though that game is going to be different every time you play it, no, just because not. just because of how you roll and what you get. Are you going to do a board game review on Risk? Because I want to be here. I mean, we could. <laughs> I actually want to do Risk person. Legacy, where, like, you can set capital cities yep. and, like, uh, there are countries that, like, yeah. can be completely decimated, so you can't go to that country anymore yeah. and stuff like that. But so I think I'll just book a vacation. That <laughs> but for but for something like Risky's, like even though there is random and every game should theoretically be different, everything plays the same. So yeah. you might play a long game and be like, you know what, I'm good. I don't want to play it again for another couple of days. Whereas House is so good for that. Like, oh, we just played a game. Let's play another one because it's going to be so wildly different. Especially if you with your friends. Um, between rounds do a character shift where mm -hmm. either everyone puts their characters back and gets a different one or like you just like flip work. over you flip over your flip pentagram over. Yeah. it's even better if you completely <laughs> change pentagon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right sorry pentagon um, room pentagon stat card uh, even better if you actually just literally like rotate everyone to the left just you switch the entire character oh, i don't want to be ox he's dumb i i know because again it's so it comes back to my other problem with it is that you know the character both sides are similar enough, but it becomes a completely different game with the same rules, but a very different game. Yeah. What I think works well for this, um, I mentioned before, is like just the, the fun aspect of it. Mm -hmm. If you are a serious person, like there are people out there who like are super strict about D and D, for example. Yeah. And they might be offended by like our our. Oh, they would hate our podcast because <laughs> we're just like we're we're goofy, we're fun, we enjoy it. This is a board game that I always go back to, and I'm that kind of person who does not like pandemic or risk. I don't like Love those pandemic. high. Shut up. 
I hate those high stake games. Like I, I want one where I can sit back, chill. Because to me, a board game should be fun. It should be immersive, but it should be like an escape from reality, a good escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Like make, like building a puzzle. I love doing yeah. that because it's been fun. Mm-hmm. It's in you know. So for someone low, like me, low input, yeah, well, required, you know, like I put a lot of input into my betrayal games. Um, I get really well. Into I mean, it. like, <laughs> like they're brain burning games. Yeah, where I like know. you yeah. feel like your brain has had you know ran a marathon afterwards, yeah. and then so there's... this isn't that. But yeah. I feel like someone who is like super strict on the rules, they might have an issue with this. Oh yeah, yeah. Because well, my book says this, and I should have won. Like, listen, buddy, we don't want the traitor to win. So shut up. Number one, <laughs> number two, drink some more beer and you're fine. Like I don't know. I just I think it's there's something in it for everybody. It's chill. You can play with little kids up to, you know, adults. We've done the, the whole gambit of those people, mm-hmm. you know. I just, I feel like it's just fun, and that's what works well. Is like you can just be quirky and joke around with mm-hmm. it the entire time. Yeah. And so you don't have to lose yourself and get cranky in a game like Risk yeah. or Pandemic. You just get to chill. My thing that works best for this game, I think, is just, it's very thematic. Yes. Me, you know, like... If you find the junk room, you have to make a might roll to get out of the junk room. Because <laughs> you got stuck. Uh, if you find the collapsed room, you need to make a speed roll or else you're going to fall because you into weren't fast enough. You know? If you go to the gym. And if you fall into the basement, then you're going to get hurt because you fell down a story. Yeah, if you go to the gym, then you get to increase your strength, your might by one. And if you fall in the basement, you can't get back out till you find the steps. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that. I'm stuck in there. It's fine. I'm stuck in the basement. Like, I just love I'll that. explore down here. Just, don't, don't come after me. I'm fine. Going on that idea is that if you're good at shuffling the cards, you will... I, I think of all the times you've played it, I have not had the house look even close to the same. No, no. yeah. Ever. Yeah. yeah, I love how, like non-euclidean like how like the house like does not match you know (laughs) at all like what how is the second story shaped like an l but the bottom floor is shaped like an o yeah (laughs) you don't crash you just go with it yeah i love that also as we're recording this whenever it comes up i'm not sure but we're recording it in october if you love horror movies especially older horror movies this is absolutely the game for you because you will find references again to like chucky mm-hmm. to oh it's a mask near a knife oh i wonder who we're talking about hmm. <laughs> halloween anybody and you'll or like you know old scary stories lovecraft lovecraft mm-hmm. yeah it Everything's is things in there i love it, it again if you want to have a great game night where everyone's going to have a few too many beers in the middle of october this is absolutely the game for it because it's perfectly in theme especially if you have uh just a horror movie playing in the background oh yeah yeah for sure um and then speaking of thematics and everything that leads us Mm -hmm. into our final topic which Mm -hmm. is just our fondest memories or just like really interesting times we've had with it going on with like themes you know like and what you were saying with the different scenarios and it was mentioned earlier too it's like there's one where you find a box and then that box turns out to be the game box. Yeah. And so, no Jumanji and here. And so you end up inside the game, inside, inside the, the game, game, and you have to play through, you have to reset the game, but you get to keep all your items and go through the house again. And, the, and then when we played it the first time we ever played that scenario, um, once we beat the game inside the game, we're like, well, now we have to go and... Uh, get out of the real house. We got out of the game, now we have to get out of the real house. And we played again. Yeah! <laughs> it was like two hours long. So awful. It was great. But it was it was something to go through. 
what was that? What, 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 what we were over when we looked at our old school? We were playing with our two friends. There. That was the box one. That was the box one because there's one where the house is falling apart too. It was like Howl's Moving Castle almost. Oh yeah. yeah. What was happening in that one? I don't know, but I remember like it was it was very much like an, a Howl and like so it was going had, off a cliff. You had to right? push it and it would yeah. push off the table and like when you push it a certain way, like tiles would fall off the table. Literally, yeah, that was going off a cliff. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That one was really. Neat. Yeah, sometimes but, like the, these games, like the the different haunts, can be very physical. Like you have mm-hmm. to do like specific things. You have to move tiles. You push things off the table. Yeah. Um, you can flip things upside down. You need to drag body parts across tiles. Yeah. And so as episode one of this podcast, like that's what I want this to be yeah. about. I was like the stories that these games make. I, mine, my one of my favorites was it was the one where the house starts flying, and you have to get out of the house. <laughs> you basically have to find a parachute and get to a window or a certain like. And there's one less parachute than there are people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to die. <laughs> and, and it's not really, it's, you're cooperating to the same point as you're not actively screwing each other over. You're just trying to get where you need to go first. And by sheer dumb luck, like, I'm like one step away from parachute and like two blocks from the actual thing. I'm like, Bye. he's like, I'm just like, hey, you guys. Oh yeah. You need help. Yeah. That sounds great. You know? <laughs> Give me a second. Let me. Ah, uh, bye. <laughs> it's just like, and I so I sat there for like five minutes, watch you guys fight, trying to get around. I'm like, I don't know what you guys promise. I'm just. Gently I'm go get dinner now. Bye. I'm just gently floating down, watching you all die horribly. Have fun. <laughs> and again, it's like what you put into it. So like, and I love role playing in this game. So my favorite one was when just the three of us played. This is my favorite. For story. somehow, I always end up becoming the traitor when we play, and I just. <laughs> I don't see myself as an evil person, but I guess when I'm in those roles, I do a good job. Like, if you ever do the Whitehall White board Hall game, mystery. I was good at being Jack the Ripper. I don't want to brag, but anyway. So my favorite was, um, I, I was, so, I think I was, I, I, went, I was the haunt. And I was in the laboratory, and I and found, found the, book. the journal. Yes, and it was Frankenstein's journal, all about how to you know reanimate a corpse. And so, again, as I have the, the traitor's tomb... I have specific rules I'm supposed to follow. And you guys had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And so at one point, I kill PJ's character. Was it you, right? I killed first? Yeah, I yeah. was the first one to go. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll remove. Because in every other game before that, you, you knock your person over sideways and you just kind of take him off the board. And you go, okay, I guess I'll clean up my character. I'm like, no, no, no. I need this. And he goes, why? Oh, God, why? <laughs> and. <laughs> My trainer's room says, like, your character has to drag the dead body all across the tiles to back to the laboratory. And so there I am dragging your lifeless, like, you know, little mini corpse across the tiles. And you're like, oh, no, God, no, why? Jack and I shared a look like, she's going to make me a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> and it's, I'm at the other end of the house, and I'm just like, I'm Bye. not going to help him. <laughs> Do I just leave? Can I just leave? I mean, she gets a small Frankenstein monster, but it's not really my problem. So that was like that was fun though because like I I remember like feeling terrible. I'm like I'm sorry, but I really need this. <laughs> like I didn't know how to word like no, you can't take your body part away. Sorry, because I, I didn't this. I didn't feel comfortable because I I never like being the traitor. I want to be one of the characters who's helping, like defeat the the traitor. So I'm always feel really really awkward when I have that position. I also enjoyed being the leprechaun one time too. Oh, the leprechaun. Yeah, I don't remember much about that, but you guys are after my lucky charms. Like, that's, that's the story. I remember it was, like, 
the amount of spaces we moved is how many you could <laughs> move, and double. we kept move. Yeah, double, and we kept moving like our maximum amount, and, and so said, she's just zipping around the house. And I said, don't, and I had to use like it said like use a terrible Irish accent. If you do that, you could just zip around the the place twice as fast. I'm like, oh, sorry y'all, but I got to move moving around now, and you know we leprechauns are very fast. Zip 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 zip, and I'm like, this is the best I can do for <laughs> <Yeah>. this accent. <laughs> I think I'm country now. I think I'm from Australia. I don't know what I am, but I'm trying to be. Well, it said make a terrible one. And I said, like, I'm doing what it says. But I enjoyed that because it's like, oh, they're after me. Lucky charms. <laughs> I just remember your face because you just look so horrified. I think to myself, it's just a mini. But oh, my God, you're right. I'm turning into Frankenstein. I still love, because uh, you can't die before the haunt, but after the haunt, it's free game. And uh, one of our first times playing, we, uh, you know, the haunt tr- is triggered. <laughs> And my brother-in-law, Ray, uncovers an event card that says a a doll leaps off a shelf and attacks him. So going back to that card. Yeah. (laughs) And it killed him. (laughs) He died. Chucky kills him, like, right as the hunt begins. We're like, Ray, good job. And he was so upset. Like, I'm really sorry, Ray. Sorry the doll killed you. Never trust a doll. I've been saying this for years. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. And I just love, like going back to the thematics of it all like the, my favorite two cards because it's, it's a duo of them where like you see your reflection in the mirror and it writes in the mirror this will help and it hands you a card yep. or it hands you an item and then you draw an item card yep but then there's another card in the deck where you see your reflection and you write on the mirror this will help and, and you then can. you have to discard an item card yeah and so it's you know two sides of the same coin and i just i love when they put that kind of care into (laughs) the design of it i also like the item cards where you have to like make the decision to be good or bad because like there's the blood dagger you have to make a choice like am i going to do this or am i going to not use this item because you have to give to get some things and for some of those items so I just find that really interesting. And there's always, like, the potions that you can drink, and it could kill you, or it could give you great things. <laughs> there's the one where I uh, was trying to build a bomb <laughs> and blow everyone up. Do you remember this? You hit the worst rolls. I, remember you, like, I had was... the worst rolls. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hop in the Mystic Elevator, so whenever they get near me, I'm just going to bolt out of there and take the Mystic Elevator to a different story in the house. And you know what I rolled? I kept rolling the same floor that everyone was on. And so they just tossed a stick of TNT in with me and freaking killed me in the elevator that I refused to leave because I thought it would be my salvation. Well, and like if you have the pistol, you can shoot from like two rooms away. So we we stayed that far when we shot through. It was so easy. I just remember you going, come on, like every time, because again, like on our end, we can't read your book, but we can see that you're not doing well with whatever it's telling you to do. Oh, I love when things don't work out. Which is all the time. I was going to say, one of the ones where I was the haunt, I can't remember which haunt it was, was just like, everyone in my roles, nowhere near. I'm like, I just need to do something simple here. I literally just have to just stop you guys. That's all I have to do. Yeah, nope. Nope. <laughs> I think, like, when that kind of stuff happens, though, it makes for a better story and you enjoy it more. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. dragging your body across the tiles made for a fun story. Like, it's timeless. We're not going to forget yeah. that. Me having a terrible Irish accent makes for a good story. It's why when we play d and I kind of love having negative stats. Oh, yeah. Because it just makes for a fun story, you it's... know? Or with one of my characters who had 
pretty good stats, but <laughs> terrible roles, <laughs> and so he ended up being an idiot anyways. Like Owen for the one-off. <laughs> he gets struck by lightning twice, like, you know. I was gonna say, it's just like Gaius is super dumb. It was just like, he keeps having all these good things happen to him, primarily by blind luck and like, oh, I know how people think. So I'm just going to play on that and somehow yeah. he gets what he wants. Well, in like this game, you you, oh, yeah. you could possibly have so many item cards uh, because uh. you just got lucky with your, your tile flips. Oh, yeah. That you forget you have certain things. And so you'll go through the haunt and you go, oh, I forgot I had the feather. Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. So things you could have used, but you can't retcon. So it's like, well, you could have yep. used retcon, but you didn't. So. Yep. <laughs> but I think like... Overall, I think it's a fun game. Mm -hmm. If you're really trash, it's even more fun. Yeah. But if you're a rule stickler, you're not going to like it. For sure. And yeah. if you are afraid of having, like, a bad experience, you're not going to like it. Because yeah. you will, when playing this game, you will have a bad game at some point. Mm -hmm. yep. It may not be your first game, but you will at some point if you play this game, you know, Yeah, I'd say do what? three games bare minimum to yeah. see how much you like it. And get the expansion. At mm -hmm. least one of the expansions. Yep. There, yeah, there's only one, yeah. There's, there's, there's the other one coming out soon, right? There, there's the next, the new edition. The, the new oh, it's edition. a new edition. Oh, yeah, it's a whole okay. new game. Um, oh, yeah, well, more haunts in the 50 house. more haunts, yep. <laughs> okay, uh, th that'd be my advice. Uh, play with people you know. Mm -hmm. Especially the first few times you play. Play with people you know. Again, go in just saying, you know what? I'm not going to take this seriously. I'm just going to have some fun with it. And early when you're playing the game, experiment with the different characters. Because you'll find one that matches your play style. Yep. There's one person I always use, and when I don't get to use her, I get cranky. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I think it's the little girl who has a, a, an insanely good sanity. Both of the children, which again, thematic. Like, yeah. Because little kids are the ones that, like, you know, yeah. like, historically can see specters and stuff, and they deal with it better yeah. than adults. But so they, they got little legs. So, yeah. so, yeah, so their speed is low, their might <laughs> is low, but their sanity is through the roof, because yeah. that's how kids are. It's just like, oh, this doll is talking. I talk to the doll all the time. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Play, again, three games at minimum in a short period of time, within and a week. And start the game early. If you're having a board game afternoon, start this one right away. That way, if it's going to be like a long one, like an hour, yeah. you know, yeah. you won't get burned out. So yeah. And if it's it a short one or if it's one that everyone likes, then you have time to play it again. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or if it's a lead into a bigger, more serious game, you know, you... Even though it would be good to do afterwards as like wind down from a, a brain burning game. If it is a wind it down, it might be it a long be, one. Yeah. 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 So do it first. Do animal upon animal for a wind down. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of good filler <laughs> games out there. Snake oil. Snake oil. Snake Munchkin. Oil. Munchkin. <laughs> oh, don't say that around the board game hobby. <laughs> <laughs> We're one of the few groups of people who actually like Munchkin. Like, yeah. that game is universally hate, like, monopoly hated. People <laughs> hate that game. I hate Monopoly, but I like Munchkin. Mm -hmm. Mostly because we joke around, but again, we yeah. role play our characters. Yeah. So. And again, we don't take anything too seriously. Yeah. Because yeah. the rules are trash. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to Munchkin at yeah. some point, but like the big complaint people have is you get to level nine, and then it's just take that card after take that card, and yeah. you know, just blocking people from getting to level 10. And that's all a game is every time you play. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay, that's true, but, but it's, it's, it's like fun to screw that, That's it's what like you're signing up for. Yeah, yeah like you yeah. do those kinds of things. If yeah. you're playing uh, Uno the wrong way, that's what you're doing too. Yeah. Oh, that's the best way to play. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's because we're, I think we might all be sociopaths. <laughs> Probably but I feel about like that. this game, I think, epitomizes us because we're just chill. You know, yeah, yeah. just like our D and D campaign <laughs> is chill. That uh, our house is haunted, and we're still pretty chill. Yeah, like it's yeah. just. 
that's just that's who we are um, you know that's, I was trying to think of some other good advice for it um I guess that could be while you're thinking that could be our tagline if you like our D&D campaigns you'll like betrayal if yes. you hate the way we play D&D don't play betrayal yeah that's how we're gonna put this that's a good that's a good uh, <laughs> tagline yeah. for this episode I was gonna say it, it is definitely also again if you're having a a board game night where you're playing a couple of different board games this is definitely a great one to start early on because it, it gets you in you know you're playing this board game. It's fairly complicated, but at the same point, everything is so just over the top that you're just like, anything I play after this is just going to be simple. It's a good way to make friends too. Oh, yeah. Like, let's say yeah. like we invite a new friend over and you know, the once you meet the group kind of thing, this yeah. is a good way for you to meet the group. I, th- yeah, I think. Yeah. Cause it's low key. It's fun. It's ridiculous. You get to role play. I don't know. It's just, you can talk yeah. around it. It's well, it depends. Cause we had one person who was new to the group and we introduced it to them and they're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And and they would not, like, attempt it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, maybe this was a bad pick for you. <laughs> I, actually, coming into our other side of things, this is a great one, if, you know, to bring someone over that you're thinking about adding into a and d group. Have them play this a couple of times with you yeah. guys to see how you guys work together. Yeah, that's true. Again, mm-hmm. there's that role playing, that, like, that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That and also, I... I one of the things that's just so great is, again, I took some time to read a lot of some of the scenarios that are popping up in there just because I, I was familiar with some of the names of the people yeah. that wrote. And I'm just like, some of them are real weird. Just, just <laughs> bizarre. It, it's definitely a game that you should not take too seriously. For sure. Um, again, especially second edition, some of that rule book is is real bad. So, you kind of have to create rules that make sense. Um, Are we doing a wind down now? We do the wind down. Yeah, we're just doing overall thoughts is what we're talking about. So, last minute kind of thought. So, if we went to the the bullet point version, we like the game overall. I'd say we love this game. Oh, well, I love the game, but I I don't want to put words in your mouth. I I Um, do too. I I love this game. We really do appreciate um, how all the pieces have been created. While some people may like a little texture to their tiles, I like the tiles. <laughs> All the things are very durable. I just wish the pentagons were. Yes, better. I only con that I see would be um, some people don't like the um, the minis. I think they fit the the aesthetic of a scary oh, yeah. story. <laughs> um, the original pentagonals uh, stat cards have an issue with the tombstone markers. Um, but overall, I mean, I think it's a good game. It's a long game, so 45 minutes to an hour. It's a yeah. good that's, entry that's game into... Bullet, <coughs> yeah. bullet bullet point here. I'd say it's a good entry game into hobby games. Yes. Good way to, like, learn a game that's not roll your dice and move that many spaces. Like, mm-hmm. this is a good intro to that kind of mechanic, you know, getting away from that. Yeah. And also just the storytelling aspect of games that you don't see in... Mass, pro- mass market games like Life or yeah things like that. Something where as long as you're comfortable being loose with the rules mm-hmm. and um, and the fact that it's not going to work every time, as long yeah. as you're okay with that, you know, and know that going into it, yeah. you're going to have a fun time with this game. Yeah. yeah, and I'll be honest, like, it's, some of them are so heavily geared towards the trader or the survivors winning or you're losing. You're supposed to win. Or just yeah. where the house is laid out. Exactly. So as long like as you're not like, I need to win. If you're one of those people like, I need to win this game. like, And you're strategizing 18 moves ahead. This yeah. is not, ch- <laughs> this is not chess. This no. is, this is, 
Uh, there's always a joke. Some people are playing checkers. Some people are playing chess. This game is a lot more checkers. Like, you're going to have fun. What you do one turn is not going to affect what you do two turns later. It's 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 a lot more loose. When yeah. some of the, the haunts you're supposed to lose. So even yeah. after you, like, beat the haunt, it, there'll be a little catch in the end that says, but then this happens and you all die. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to lose some of them. Yeah. That's yeah. just how it is. I mean, it, in keeping with, like, the horror theme, there are the amazing ones like the shining mm-hmm. and then there's freddy versus jason and this is definitely more freddy versus jason <laughs> i i was gonna compare it to um the later leprechaun movies where they are ridiculous <laughs> of ideas ridiculous over the top not at all serious not even scary mm-hmm. but just fun yes and if you play a game and you don't break up laughing a few times you're, he did it wrong. <laughs> you've yeah. done something wrong, or you have a group of friends that is not made for for a game. You like all need this. to get out. Pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or risk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you don't play this game and laugh a, a bunch of times, you need to play a more hardcore game. You need to be playing. You know. Monopoly. Ugh. <laughs> I was gonna say pandemic is a golden example of that. Ugh. Yeah. Or keeping with the horror theme, like. Uh, Cthulhu Death May Die. Yes. Which is made by the same designer. Um, and it's the climax of House on, uh, Betrayal House on the Hill. You know, that whole battle thing. But that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's that the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, along with solving puzzles and stuff. Yeah. So it's, you know, it. so it's much more rules heavy, but it's it still has that fun action mm-hmm. to it. But if you're a rules person, but you still want that the fun... Mm-hmm. that's a good game for you, too. Yeah, again, fun. Absolutely is the key word I would use for, for house. It's yeah. it's fun. Is it the best design game? No. <laughs> but None. you gotta go buy it and take it to your Halloween parties this fall. Absolutely. <laughs> and now thir- third edition, though, you have to paint the minis. No! Ah! And I'm pretty sure it's only five players instead of six. Trash. Ah. I was gonna say, so, yeah, second edition, again... You will have a lot of fun with it. You can find it for cheap right now. If you look online, probably, if I looked on Amazon, Amazon. you can probably get it really cheap. And for what is the cost of, you know, uh, maybe one or two lunches, yeah, less than, you know, what it would cost to get pizza for everyone playing. You oh, definitely get... less than the pizza with the cost of pizza right now. <laughs> yeah, like, you can get a game that's a lot of fun. And... You'll be able to replay it infinitely. That's a thing in... Second edition is $33 on Amazon right now. It's still 33 hmm. On here it is. Okay. Yeah. Still well, not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Widow's but... Walk is eighteen fifty. Hmm. Baldur's like Gate is fun just because I love D&D, <clears throat> but there are some weird things about Baldur's Gate that yeah, like merge as well. Instead of stories, there's the streets, mm-hmm. there's indoors, and there's underground. Yeah, the sewers, and so trying to match those up is yeah, yeah. That but, just took some getting used to. But I was gonna say for house, um, I'm used. See, I come from more video games more than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, there's this concept of replayability. It's like oh, if yeah. you're if you're gonna put the money in for a game, how many times are you are you gonna be able to play it and have fun? This is a game where. I mean, I've probably played it about a dozen times. You guys have played it more than I have. And we, yeah, there's still, like, so much. And there's still so many seen. haunts we haven't touched. There's still so many, like, random stories that have There's a dragon in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see this dragon. dragon. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's very much worth the cost, even if you have to pay, mm-hmm. you know, the thirty something bucks for yeah. it. It's a lot of fun. Definitely. I found a new card game for you. Oh, All right, boy. so when we're done, I'm gonna show um, you. So yeah, again, I honestly, and that's another thing we should probably touch on is cost. Cost uh thing. Honestly, for about thirty bucks, and we'll say fifty if you get the expansions, you know, fifty, fifty-five, somewhere in there. You'll play this game if you have friends that do it. You're gonna play this game a lot. Oh, you get your money's worth. For oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah. It, it's definitely worth it because compared to other games, it's not that expensive for what you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I would say it's definitely worth. I'd say go out and buy it and love it, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gets a ten out of ten for me. <clears throat> I'm gonna say it gets a ten for fun. It gets about a. Six for um, well-designed rules. <laughs> all in all, it is definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you take it, if you take it seriously, you're gonna hate it, and yeah. it's not worth money. But if you, if you can have fun with a game and just like, let's you know, let's see what happens, it is absolutely worth playing. Ten out of ten would recommend. I would definitely recommend. Definitely. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, that'll wrap it up for Betrayal House on the Hill. Next time, we will be doing Sniper Elite, and Dan will be joining us. Um, Not us. I won't be here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dan will be jo- joining Jack and I, if Jack wishes. And, I'll have to uh, play it. There's a fire. Th- it's been going on since, yeah. like, three. Like, it's... Sorry been... for this twice now, but this is insane. What's happening? I know, right? Don't dun, know. Dun, dun. Um... Thank you for listening to our first inaugural episode of Games Overboard. And thank you for me. Thanks for stopping. Game's overboard. <laughs> what? Uh, right, thanks, everyone. 